This is Bulls Beat on USF Bulls Unlimited. Each weekday morning, Bulls Beat is your stop for exclusive interviews, highlights, and the very latest on all sports at the University of South Florida. With today's show, here's your host, Derek Sharp. Hello and welcome to Tuesday version of Bulls Beat. We'll have plenty of highlights from a thrilling win for the men's basketball team last night in Northern Iowa. Of course, the Tyler Harris three at the buzzer, even if it was one of those ho-hum games that was a great ending, but this was not a ho-hum game. A lot of offensive fireworks, especially from Harris early on, and we'll have the build-up and, of course, the finale great call from Jim Lighthall and Joey Johnston last night. We will also give you a little preview of tomorrow morning's game, women taking on Marshall. It'll be an 11 o'clock start, so no bulls meet tomorrow. we got to get to the Yingling Center around 9.30 in the morning, but we'll again preview that game for you later on. And as we continue to get coaching news, when it comes to Alex Golish's staff, we'll pass that on to you. Nothing new yesterday, but, and if you follow me on Twitter, at Derek Sharp, D-A-R-E-K-S-H-A-R-P, you already know what I think about what happened. And listen, it was bound to happen. Let's be honest, Alex Golish worked at UCF. So did his new offensive line coach. And so you're going to have players go the other way. You can't necessarily... Uh, criticize them for what although this one's tough because Antonio Greer one of my all-time favorites as a bull and figured he would be a guy that would finish out his career here knew that he had a chance to have an extra year because they only played a few games and of course outside of injuries at the difficulty of losing his father well he is announcing and has announced that he is going to play at UCF. Oh, Antonio, we still love you, but if you want to go to his Twitter page, you can see exactly what he said. You know, who had a little bit of a back and forth with him, one of the players for the Bulls that entered the transfer portal and is withdrawn from it. He will be returning, talking about Day-Day Evans. Daquan Evans is going to stay with USF. That is a major deal. Speaking of deals, and if you, again, want to go to my Twitter page, at Derek Sharper, retweeted the work of Alex Witchery, who works for On3 Sports as their business reporter, Got a hold of the Alex Golish contract details, which include $2.5 million salary per year through 2025, and then it kicks up to 2.6 through 2028. However, he will be making at least a million dollars more per season, according to his contract, if USF joins a Autonomy 5 conference, which, of course, conventionally is known as the Power 5. So definitely some interesting things going on there, and again, we'll continue to update you on this show when anything else comes down. Now, last night, plenty of highlights. In our second segment, you'll hear from the game-winning shot taker, Tyler Harris, along with head coach Brian Gregory. Bulls at Northern Iowa, of course, their last time out was 10 days prior, and they tied the school mark for made threes in a game with 14. Could they possibly stay that hot? The answer was yes, particularly one gentleman from long range very early on. Panthers doing a lot of switching right now on the perimeter. Here's Jameer Chaplin. High post it goes to Chiwa, off to Tyler Harris, right side. Spots up, long distance three, got it! Tyler Harris turns to the crowd, shows them the three-point shot as well, and the Bulls lead five to two. Tyler's got his swagger going tonight. He's two for two from the field and starting to talk to the fans. That's a good sign, actually, when Tyler's that engaged. Bourne went two for 15 the other night against McNeese State, one for eight from three. That's why they lost. Right side pass to Chaplin. Back to Harris. He spots up, loads up another three. Got another three! Tyler Harris had five in the first half, 
against Charleston Southern. He's got two already tonight, and the Bulls lead 8-2. to two. Well, it's Tyler Harris, 8, Northern Iowa, 2 so far. Tyler with all the points. Conwell, the lefty dribbling right, now comes back to his left. Off to Harris. He's going to load up another three, and there's another three! He got another one. Tyler Harris is 3-for-3 three three from long range. He's 4-for-4 four four for the game. Tyler Harris, unbelievable. A pair of a trio of threes and a two. He's got 11 points. Here's a kick into the corner. Good ball movement by Northern Iowa. Bourne gets into the paint. Now a bounce pass down low. Off a foot. It's loose. Out of bounds. It goes. And last touch by USF with 14 on the shot clock. And the USF bench loves the defense and the effort. Tyler Harris is absolutely unconscious as hot as we've seen anybody in at least a couple of years. He's off to an unbelievable start. I mean, these weren't just modest three-point shots. And his reactions were not modest, but hey, the Bulls have some swagger now, and he is the guy who has brought it to the team. That was after a slow start that included many, which we kind of trimmed out of the replay for you, by the way, shot clock issues. Did seem like it was going to be a long night, but the pace picked up after that was sorted out, and of course the Bulls got it going. And then some other guys joined the party, the three-point shooting party, and the just overall field goal percentage party. It was fun. Selton Miguel dribbling left, goes between the legs. Now he stops on a dime. He crossed over. Pexari, the jumper's good. Boy, he dropped him with a crossover, and Pexari had the Turkish legs fall right out from underneath him. Looked like a prize fight. He went right to the mat. Selton Miguel, almost in disbelief, decided to shoot and went in. Joey, that was filthy. Here's a pass and another turnover by UNI right through the low post. And Selton Miguel, remember, he was red hot before he missed the game against Charleston Southern, scoring the ball, and he's also the top assist guy for USF. Bulls lead 16-10. High post it comes to Russell Chiwa. Now off to Selton Miguel. He's got going downhill to the baseline, throws up a floater that's good. So four quick ones for Miguel. 18-13 USF. Harris, he's going to stop and pop from straight on. This is really deep. This is way deep. Tyler Harris, hand down, man down. Goodness gracious. This is just fun to watch when you get a guy that's, that's this hot and enjoying himself on the court. Really a treat to watch Tyler. Miguel, he's going to go downhill again off the window, and that one's good. Selton Miguel has come in the game and taken over. Selton Miguel's offense continues to really delight with his instincts and his ability to score. He's a weapon on offense. USF shooting a blistering 64% from the floor. Tries to dump it inside right through the hands of Titan Anderson, and Jake Boggs gets the steal. Left side pass, Sorrell Smith. He sets his feet. He fires a three. That's good. Rattled it in. Sorrell Smith, who has gotten hot here in the last three games as well. The three-point barrage continues. Sorrell Smith to the short corner to Russell Chiwa. Bounce pass to Sorrell Smith. They leave Malone. He steps to his left. Fires a three. That is good. Another three for the Bulls. They are seven for eight from beyond the arc. They are locked. There's so much fun watching a team shoot well from long range. And now a steal. Sorrell Smith jumps in front of an entry pass to the perimeter to the low post. Gets it ahead to Tyler Harris. Jameer Chaplin off to Selton Miguel. He's trying to turn the corner. Goes around a man. Throws one up off the window and in. This team is on fire. This is one of the great shooting exhibitions I've seen by a USF team in, in several seasons. Several. USF is 12 of 18 to open the game. They lead 33-19. Now you knew they could not possibly keep up that pace, and unfortunately they didn't. You'll hear what Brian Gregory had to say about what changed at the end of the first half, but it definitely changed on the scoreboard as UNI closed to within a mere 
point. Both teams came in at 3-6, and six, and the Bulls look like they would blow it out, as you heard, getting 17 points off turnovers in the first half. However, you and I would catch up in that department and get 14 itself off of turnovers in the half, and they would start to go inside to great effect to the tune of a 22-14 advantage in the paint in that first half, and it ends up being just 42-41 at the break. Although there was definitely one other highlight I wanted to share. This was a great play. Near steal, taken away by USF. That was Tyler Harris who gambled on it. He throws a lob. It's caught by Boggs. There's the alley-oop. Tyler Harris to Jake Boggs, and he gets the dunk high above the rim. Harris got the steal, got ahead of that play, and then he gave the great pass. Jake Boggs, definitely a big contribution in this game off the bench. Played 14 minutes, scored seven points, three rebounds. However, he would turn his ankle midway through the second half and have to depart. The Bulls actually only played three guys off the bench. Corey Walker was there but unable to go. So at the last part of this one, you had only seven available. Well, Selton Miguel was one of the bench players. As we know, he is really a starter who had been nursing a mild sickness. And, well, he made some big plays, as you heard. The only other healthy guy at the end was Sorrell Smith. He definitely contributed as well. A wide variety of buckets, many of them on the fast break. I'll give you that stat after this first part of the second half highlight reel that got that lead back up to double figures for the Bulls. And you and I going for its first lead of the game. And, and they've got good. it. There it is. Anderson knocks it down. The Bulls are scoreless over the last two and a half minutes. Quickly the other way. The Bulls race it down on a made free throw, and Jameer Chaplin gets a layup. Well, you had better have your head on a swivel with this new-look Bulls team. Conwell leaves it for Sam Hines. Dribbles left. Don't pass inside it. Chiwa rolls to the basket. Layup is good with the left hand. Beautiful screen and roll for the green and gold. Great pass by Sam Hines. Really good instincts. And Chiwa cuts to the basket. The Bulls now advance their lead up to three, 46-43. For Duax, right through his hands. Picked up by Ryan Conwell. Here come the Bulls. Three on two. Bounce pass left side. Chaplin with a dunk in transition. The Bulls finish on the break, and they retake the lead. Very impressive fast break that started with the turnover. Harris gets a screen. He's open. Fires from 18 feet. Off the rim. No good. Rebound. Chiwa puts it back around the rim and in. Biggest body on the floor wins there. Controlled by Sam Hines. He wrestled it away from the Panthers. Here comes Sam to the free throw line. To Chaplin. In the corner it goes. Conwell, three ball. Corner pocket. Right on cue. And the Bulls starting to get hot again from the perimeter. Great ball movement to find Ryan Conwell alone in the left corner, and he buried it, and the Bulls are up six. Into the corner goes to Conwell, attacks the, ba attacks the basket. Now to Russ, steps through, does not travel, puts it down on the floor, around a man, off the window, and in. The crowd wanted to travel, but he did not travel. Long rebound in the hands of Selton Miguel. Bulls looking to run. Selton around a man, around another man, all the way to the basket, and in. He just beat everybody down to the other end of the floor. He physically beat his defender and went hard with a beautiful Spin move inside, Selton Miguel puts the Bulls up by 10. Tyler to Miguel at the top, between the legs. He's going to step back and shoot a line drive three. It doesn't fall. Jake Boggs, offensive rebound. They've been few and far between. Jake steps into the corner, now puts it on the floor, working against Cole Henry. Puts up a floater right nice. over him. It's good. Nice, nice sequence by Jake Boggs, getting the offensive rebound and going up with authority to put the Bulls up by 12 points, 59-47. So once again, it felt like the game was decided. And once again, the Bulls went cold. And yes, missed free throws were definitely part of it. Just 6 for 13 in the second half. From 59-49 with 11 minutes to go, you and I had it cut to 2 with 5 minutes left. Russell Chi was scored with 5 minutes to go to make it 63-59. 
And then, well, we don't have any highlights of the next few minutes because nothing happened other than a bunch of turnovers and missed opportunities, two missed free throws by Jameer Chaplin and one trip to the line. There were no points for three and a half minutes by either team. Selton Miguel made it 65-59. Two free throws on the other side with about a minute to go got it down to a four-point game. Ryan Conwell sinks two foul shots with 42 seconds. That felt good, 67-61. But UNI gets an and-one three-point play, 67-64 with 34 seconds left. Tyler Harris, great free-throw shooter, goes one for two at the line, keeps the door open. Panthers sink a three. It's a one-point game. Another one for two at the line by Sorrell Smith with 13 seconds to go. Led to an incredible finish. We've got that for you next, along with some post-game interview sound. And a preview of tomorrow morning's women's basketball game when we continue on Bulls Beat. Don't go anywhere. Back to the beat. Bulls Beat continues with Derek Sharp. As you probably know, Bulls Beat runs from 9 to noon every day, and sometimes we'll take a stray day off, especially when there's a basketball broadcast to get ready for. We'll be on the air at 1045 Wednesday morning, but we'll give you a little preview of the women's basketball team against Marshall here in just a little bit. We won't be doing a conference show around the American. Well, already off to a definite head start when it comes to Player of the Week honors is Tyler Harris based on what happened last night. We told you how he was phenomenal, even though after that red-hot start, he went on a one-for-eight skid shooting threes. We also just told you how Sorrell Smith split a pair of free throws to have it be a two-point game. In addition, don't worry, you're going to hear about this in a second, Tyler Harris was the man defending their sophomore guard, Bowen Bourne, who recently had 30, 29, and 27 per game. He was averaging more than 22 points to lead the Missouri Valley Conference. Did struggle to a 2-for-12 and just 7-point performance against McNeese State on Friday as they lost that one and continued his struggles. Did not have a field goal the entire game, oh, up until four seconds left, but the Bulls had an answer. Here's how it sounded with Jim Lighthall and Joey Johnston on the call. The Panthers have the ability to make a three and win the game. We'll see what happens. Bourne runs it into the front court. Clock is at eight. Dribbles between the legs. Splits two guys. Gets to the basket. Running layup is good with four seconds to go. And timeout by Brian Gregory. No, gets it to Tyler Harris. Into the front court he comes. From the logo, he launches. It's good if it goes. Good! 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 Tyler Harris knocks down the triple. The Bulls come off the bench. We'll see if it counts. This was dangerously close to the horn, Joey. It almost seemed like he took an extra dribble. We'll have to see what the replay indicates. Heck of a shot by Tyler Harris. Wins the game if it's good, but we're we're to the replay. You've got a delayed broadcast next to you. Yes, sir. He got it off. He got it off. That's going to be good. That's going to be good. Tyler Harris took that extra dribble, Joey, to get a little bit of real estate. How about he had gone one for his last 12 or one for his last 13. He beats the buzzer, and that was deep, partner. That was about 26 feet. You know, I almost thought he took too much time. He, he dribbled it one or two times, but he, he knew what he was doing, and he buried it. They're going to take a look at this, and they just said it's good. With no time left. No time. The Bulls win it 72 to 69. Brian Gregory has said this before. If they get to 70 points, they're tough to beat. (laughs) And they got to 72 on that made shot. Bulls win the game. You know, you can go back and watch the game whenever you want. It's one of the great features of ESPN Plus. And you can see Joey actually had the biggest reaction of 
the three guys sitting there on the left side of the press row right next to the Bulls bench. Of course, the bench went off, and you can see some of the post-locker room and that kind of celebration on the USF men's basketball Twitter page. The one Twitter page that I went to immediately was NCAA Buzzer Beaters, which, as the name implies puts out any buzzer beater and I'm talking about any level of college basketball and they had this one pretty quick which was awesome the only problem was uh, they put southern Florida which I nicely corrected and they did as well but yeah that was one that was going to get national attention and here locally it is a big win for the Bulls. Tyler Harris who played 37 minutes by the way to lead everybody actually was just six for 18 from the floor when it looked like he couldn't miss early on Ended up with 18 points, three assists, 17 points off the bench for Selton Miguel. Of course, I think he's back in the starting lineup. He went for six rebounds as well. Russell Chiwa, five for five from the floor for the second time recently. 10 points, eight rebounds. Jameer Chaplin, six points. Ryan Conwell, just one for four, but getting some valuable minutes as a freshman. And Sam Hines always does sort of the dirty work. His stat lines aren't going to jump out at you. In fact, he only attempted three shots. Scored two points. It doesn't sound good for Jake Boggs, at least for a while. He was on crutches at the end of things. Also at the end of things, both Brian Gregory and Tyler Harris joined us on the postgame. Here's a good chunk of both of those conversations, including, yeah, there was supposed to be a timeout called after Northern Iowa tied it. Fortunately, it went in a different direction. We were ready to go, obviously. Offensively, we were very, very good uh, in that first half. Then in the last five, six minutes, stop moving the ball at the same pace. Um, things were a little, maybe a little too easy offensively. And now it was, okay, it's going to be easy. Well, you're, we talked about it. This team's got an unbelievable tradition. They got tough kids. The coach is, is, is a, a tremendous, tremendous coach. And they were going to fight, you know, and they, and, they, and they fought back and give them credit. I did not think our defense was very good in the first half. Uh, even though we forced 10 turnovers, so we were active, but there was some un undisciplined plays. And when you play a team like Northern Iowa that runs 75 different offensive sets, you have to be disciplined. I did not think our, our core defensive principles were where they needed to be. And then we go back out in the second half and, and play defensively the way we were supposed to. Um, everybody's going to talk about Tyler's shot, all right? But we won the game, not because of that shot, but he guarded their leading scorer who's averaging about 25 a game, and he holds them to one for eight. The only basket he made was that last layup. You know what I mean? Uh, he did a tremendous job on him, forced three turnovers by him. You know, again, our activity on defense, if we can keep tightening up the principles and the discipline, we forced 17 turnovers tonight uh, and, and did a good job of that. But... We did some good things offensively, coming out of timeouts, making good plays, and elephant in the room. You make free throws, you win the game by 10. So we, we, we got to understand that. And guys have been shooting it better, so we, we, we need to keep working on that. So, Brian, as you mentioned, Bourne makes his only field goal attempt to tie the game at 69-all. There's somewhere in the neighborhood of four or five seconds to go at that point. If we saw it correctly, it looked like you wanted a timeout. Tyler Harris gets the ball. Tell us about those seconds. What yeah, you saw. when the ball went in, I wanted a timeout because I looked at the clock and 4.7, we can run a couple of our sets. Once he started going, then it was, it, it, you, you can't stop him. You know what I mean? He's like the Energizer Bunny. There's right. no stopping him. So it was just for him to get a clear enough distance from the defense to get the shot off 
and he hadn't shot the ball well in the second half. But he's a good shooter and plays a lot bigger than he is, so we'll, we'll definitely take it. There's no doubt about that. We'll definitely take it. I thought Russell in the second half was tremendous, tremendous. He has to do so much for us defensively when you play teams like this out of his comfort zone, on the perimeter, guarding guys off the dribble, helping on every handoff and every ball screen. And he was fantastic. And then when we went to him, other than the, a couple, you know, he, he, he was big for us offensively as well. So proud of the way he played, proud of the way um, Tyler defended. We got good basketball from Selton, good basketball uh, defensively in particular from Chap. Boggs gave us a lift. How was you know he? What I mean? He's on crutches he's when on he left. crutches, yeah. yeah it's, it doesn't look good right now. You know, Sorrell gave us really good minutes, especially on the defensive end. You know, we're, we're a team that is still kind of finding some rotation. We got some guys that, you know, are, are, were banged up today, shorthanded. A couple guys, uh, you know, that we need to, to bounce back and have a couple good days of practice, have a day off, and get ready for this home stretch before the conference play starts. No doubt. So I was thinking in my head that Coach BG was going to call timeout. Personally, I didn't want him to do it because I pushed it up. I had the defense on their toes. I just always feel like come the last second shots, you know, you call a timeout, they get to set up. Maybe you get a good look. But I was just trusting myself in that moment. I just felt like, you know, four seconds, ball in my hands, you know, this is why I can to USF. So I want to make the big shot. I always want to be the player to take the big shot and make it. What is going through your mind as you're racing the ball up the court? Is is there anything going on through your mind? What what um, and what what are you thinking as you as the ball leaves your hand? Were you trying to get to a certain spot on the floor too? So I was trying to just just roll it in the sleep kind of like it was a lot of traffic. I was thinking I was gonna either lower the sleep and they leave me, but it was my man with me. He's like a like a five, he's really like five nine five ten. So I knew if I get just a little separation, I'd be able to get my shot off. And I just trust my shooting ability. I feel like when I cross half court, you know, I can shoot it from anywhere at the moment. And my team just kept telling me, you know, I was gonna be the one to make a big shot tonight and just look. Luckily, it came down to it in my hands, and I made that big shot. Tyler Harris talking to us. He hit the game winner tonight. Bulls beat Northern Iowa 72-69. You kind of had a roller coaster ride tonight shooting the ball. Yeah, you no were doubt. as red hot as anybody on the planet when mm -hmm. you started. No then doubt. you went through a stretch where balls were halfway down, then mm -hmm. they were popping out, mm -hmm. and then you got the opportunity. I did see some guys say something to you like, let's stay on this because your, your night was going to finish strong. Yeah, no doubt. They, they always told me, you know, keep staying confident and everything. But my main focus today was to defend. I wanted to stop their guard. He averaged 20 points a game. I just feel like if I came out and locked them up, it would just make them, make them play a whole different way. So you played a lot of basketball in your life. Have you hit, any, have you hit a shot where – you release it, and then you run off the court, game over. Have you done that before? Only only a couple times in high school, never in the college game. I just hit daggers a lot of times, never <laughs> nothing like so that. So this is a moment you will cherish. I'll remember this forever. I'm going to be four years from now. Hopefully I'm still living so I can remember this shot. You know, we are putting together, when I say we, with your help, if you want to remind me of any games that took place that we carried on USF Bulls Unlimited during the calendar year 2022, we're going to have the top 22 of 22. Okay, a little cliche, but... There's definitely 22 games to pick from. <laughs> Men's soccer alone had a handful of them. And I'm pretty sure this game is going to make its way into the final countdown. We've just got a few opportunities to add to that list. If you want to tweet at me, at Derek Sharp, please do. D-A-R-E-K-S-H-A-R-P for any other suggestions. But yeah, that game last night is certainly going to be a candidate. In fact, I can pretty much go ahead and pencil it in for somewhere in the top 22. And go ahead and know that we'll incorporate the full post-game interviews with BG and Tyler as part of the Tuesday replays of the game. Sometimes, you know, I'm thinking, well, do I try and dig up an old football classic? And where do we go with replays when there's 
not a lot of options as far as current events, that kind of thing. Uh, but Tuesday's a no-brainer. We're just going to play that one on repeat for you, and then we'll start to mix in some classic football beginning Wednesday afternoon because Wednesday morning it'll be time for women's basketball. Before we get there and a preview of that game against Marshall, the one incredible stat from the second half, fast break points, 14 nothing Bulls ended up being 21-4 in that category, and they will take a fast break before they get back on the court, actually a few days before they get back on the court at home. That'll be on Friday night. Brian Gregory alluded to the stretch of games at home leading into conference play. Isn't it funny how they all of a sudden start to look winnable after that early loss to Southeast Missouri and then the one-point loss to Stetson, two-point loss to Austin P. People, this is how Twitter is, I realize. Where are they going to, where are the wins going to come from? Well, now all of a sudden they're at home against Dartmouth on Friday, Hofstra after that, and NJIT after that. A chance to maybe be above 500. They win all three going in to conference play. Well, there's a break in the action for the women as far as constantly going up against top 25 teams. The new rankings, incidentally, had NC State, which entered tied for eighth with North Carolina, now just a little bit below North Carolina in eighth place in the top 25. Michigan and Villanova both stay in the rankings, despite Michigan, by the way, losing to Toledo last week. Wolverine's still in the top 20. Nova occupying that 25th spot. Then next week's San Diego opponents all ranked Ohio State, still undefeated, number three. And then Arkansas and Oregon both in the top 20. Arkansas is undefeated. The Bulls will get one of those two teams, win or lose, against Ohio State in that bracketed event. But before then, two home games, including Wednesday morning. Again, we won't do a Bulls beat on Wednesday morning, so we'll tell you a little bit about the Marshall Thundering Herd. They bring in a 5-3 and three record, but if you look at it, Several of their wins against non-Division I teams. They played both the Purdue's, the ones you know, the Boilermakers. Actually, they started their season at Purdue and gave them a good game, lost by 12. They played at home, Purdue-Fort Wayne, won by 5. Their other wins are against West Virginia Wesleyan, Tennessee Martin, Davis, and Elkins, but then a legitimate D1 program, Wright State, most recently a 72-47 victory. Rochela Scott, who is a 5'8 junior guard, leads them with 16.5 points and 5 rebounds per game. And Abby Beeman, their 5'4 point guard, tried 12.5 points, 6.5 rebounds, and 5.5 steals per game. They also have another double-figure scorer underneath in 6'1 center, Mahogany Matthews. So that's a little bit on Marshall. We'll talk more about them, of course, tomorrow morning when we hit the air. And it'll be great to have Bridget Miranda back on the broadcast. And it's been a while. The Bulls, last time they were at home, was November the 22nd. And it was off to Estero, Austin, nine-day break, Raleigh. So not only will we be back, but thousands of screaming kids. It's elementary school day. If you can't make it, trust me, you'll want to pipe on the broadcast because it is a constant background soundtrack, and it's fun. And hopefully the Bulls can get back on the winning track this week. They'll also play LaSalle at home on Saturday afternoon. So we'll talk to you guys at 1045 on Wednesday morning with our pregame show. That's going to wrap up Bulls Beat on a Tuesday, though. Way to go, Tyler Harris and company. That was fun. Plenty of chances to catch that game all day long after the Bulls Beat block ends at noon right here. On your home for the Bulls 24-7, USF Bulls Unlimited.